Hey, what's up, everybody out there in passive income land? That's right, passive income where money comes in our pockets every single month as opposed to coming out of our pockets. Now, I am super excited that you are here with me in the Master Passive Income Podcast. We talk about rental properties and real estate and investing in real estate rental properties so that we can change our lives so that we literally never have to work a job again. Now, if you've been listening to the show for very long, you know that I love to travel. And recently, I went on a week-long hunting trip. Before that, like three weeks before that, I went on a week, a week and a half long fishing trip. Then three weeks before that, I went on a week and a half trip with my family to Florida, to Orlando, Florida for vacation and a conference that I went to. We went to Europe for six weeks and saw 13 different countries, and it was just super amazing. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is that I want to get you pumped up and excited that real estate rental properties can change your life. Now, I am fully blessed to live the life that I have. I completely know that. And I want to help you change your life by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, today, we're going to be talking about how to make your business an automatic business. Now, there's a lot of talk recently about being a solopreneur or somebody that does it all on your own. Well, scratch that. That is horrible advice. Do not listen to that advice. You want to be an entrepreneur that builds teams around you that they do the work so you don't have to. All right, guys, now let's start the show where we talk about if you are working in your business or on your business. Are you making your business better or are you just spinning your wheels working in the business? All right, guys, let's get started and let's go. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, the wise guy that doesn't follow the rules. Any rules. Seriously, he doesn't. Dustin Heiner. All right, guys. Now, before we get started, I wanted to share with you what two different people have asked me in the last day about were these infomercials that are showing all over the place on how you can invest in real estate. One gentleman in particular actually went through the exact same process that I did. So let me give you a little bit of a background about my experience with these quote unquote gurus, the people that teach real estate rental properties or wholesaling or flipping or tax liens and deeds and all that sort of stuff. So my experience was back 13 years ago. I think it was 13. Yeah, it was about 2005, 2006 when I started investing and really considering investing and seeing, hey, I really want to make a a go at this. I really want to start buying properties. I want to change my life. So I watched an infomercial on TV where it talked about, hey, come to this free course where we're going to give you an hour of our time and teach you how to invest in real estate. Now, I went to that course. My dad and I went to that course or that little, you know, one hour uh, meeting and it was all hype. From the very beginning of this one hour seminar, they were talking all about making millions of dollars, being some millionaire, buying Ferraris, buying Lamborghinis, just basically having ridiculous amounts of money. I can and how I can be just like them and be uber wealthy. Well, what was funny was the people that were actually putting it on. I asked them. I said, "How many properties do you own?" and 
they were saying uh, one or two. Like they, they didn't actually have it. They were just salesmen for the this big, uh, you know, I guess real estate guru that was supposedly going to teach everything. So, anyways, at this one hour seminar, what they do? It's high pressure, high sales. It's hey, first person in the back to sign up for this two day seminar. It's a thousand dollars, and I'll even let you take another person with you. You the first five people that sign up back there will get this, and if you're back there, it, this is this, this is this, and they really it's so hype i mean i'm not even that good i'm horrible at doing hype i'm horrible at selling and because i i just rather buy a property and rent it out you know my dad really wanted to go to the one um, the seminar you know for a thousand dollars it was two days and it was so high level like there was nothing really of guts in there but i took my dad we both split the cost is five hundred dollars each we both went to that two-day seminar and it was all about extremely high level, like I just said, like so broad and so shallow that you literally did not have any idea of what you're doing. You know, they talked about wholesaling. They talked about flipping, tax liens, tax deeds, um, seller financing, rental properties, um, land contracts, buying, you know, uh, land in other countries. They talked about so many broad level things that you did not have anything to come away with it. Now, after that two-day seminar, what was actually before I'd get to the what happened last two-day seminar at the very end of it, right in the middle of it, the middle of the first day, they said, hey, we're going to help you to be better investors and you need to have money to be better investors. So this is what we want you to do. We want you to see if you can get a big credit line increase on your credit cards. Call every single one of your credit cards. Call them all up. Get them to increase it as much as possible because you're going to be using these to buy properties. You're going to be using these to make money for yourself. And so the whoever comes back with the most increase in their credit card will get this bundled package of this book and this this CD and this, this, and this. And so I tried, you know, I was like, you know, a little, I think I was like 23 years old at the time or something like that. I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. I called, I think I got like $3,000 increase or something like that. Um, but somebody got like a $40,000 increase. And so I'm like, wow, they totally, you know, blew me out of the water. So the next day we get back, and they start talking about everything. And it was a basically a day and like three hours instead of like a two-hour seminar. It was a day and three hours because the rest of the time on that second day was an even higher pitch on even more expensive courses. Now, here's the reason why they wanted us to have our credit limit increase by calling all of our credit card companies was because they wanted to sell us. And they can use their credit card or we can use their credit card for sure. They want to sell us on 30 thousand dollar courses one the rental property course was like thirty five thousand dollars the flipping course was like twenty eight thousand dollars the wholesaling course was like twenty five thousand dollars and land contracts that was another forty thousand dollars it was just ridiculous these prices that these uh shysters maybe i mean it just didn't seem legitimate to me i mean obviously we're paying for something and we're going to get something in return but at the same time, I was thinking, this is ridiculous. There's no reason why I should be spending $30,000 to learn how to spend, how to invest in rental properties. If I had $30,000, I wouldn't give it to you. I'd rather just learn from the school of hard knocks, buy a property and learn how to do it right that way. You know, actually, you know, trial and error. And that's actually what I did. So I came away from that one seminar, the two hour seminar and thought to myself, it really... I wouldn't say it was well worth it, but it got me interested in real estate rental properties. Now, look at where I'm at now. Fast forward to today, I have 35 plus properties. You know, just a couple months ago, I bought three single family homes and a duplex. 
with uh, from a seller from an investor $25,000 cash rest in seller financing worked out a great deal but I was able because I took that step in buying that first property many many years ago now I'm able to do what I'm doing now where I'm buying multiple properties at a time now I say all this to you because I want to encourage you that you do not need to spend $30,000 or $40,000 or $50,000 on a course learning how to do real estate or on top of that you do not have to spend $30,000, $40,000, $50,000, on a college education. Give the example, a student of mine, I was just talking to him two days ago, and he was thinking about, well, what do I do about, I should probably go to college. I should probably, you know, just spend money and, and go to a trade school or go to college. I said, why would you do that? You know, my course, it only costs $2,000, and I would actually teach you to never have a job again. You already have a way to make money. Now let's apply that money to buy your first property. And once you do that, you will never need a job again because you will continue to build your business. And then once you quit, you have those properties. So the reason why I'm telling you this is I want to encourage you that even if you don't take my course, which don't, if you don't feel um, it necessary, these podcasts, my articles, everything that I put, even in my books, I have everything in there for you to get started. So get started investing. Don't think that it is so hard that you can't do it. The, what really is holding you back, in my opinion, for all my students as well as myself, is fear. Obviously, some people have more debt, some people have less money, all that sort of stuff. But a big hurdle is fear. So don't let fear stop you from changing your life with real estate rental properties. Get out there. Make the change in your mind that you are going to be actually investing your money into a property that will be making you more money. We're hand over fist. You're making money. Now, let's move into the show. Now, this show is going to be talking all about are you working in your business or are you working on your business? What is the difference between the two? Well, working in your business is where you are doing all the work, where you're not focusing on growing your business, making it better, saving money, making more money, cutting expenses, things like that where you are actually going and fixing a leaky toilet or you know replacing carpet or painting walls. Not saying that those are bad things, that you should do those some of those times. But if you're working in your business, where you're literally in the business like a solopreneur, what they say, you know, solopreneurs, they say, hey, you quit your job and you go it alone. I hate that advice. That advice is absolutely horrible. As an entrepreneur, we don't go it alone. I make more money when I involve everybody else, as many people as I can. I want to give you a podcast to listen to. My podcast show number eight, zero zero eight. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero zero eight, I talk all about creating an automatic business where you have team members working for you. You have contractors, realtors, property managers, inspectors, bankers, wholesalers. You have all these people working for you where they're making money. They're getting a cut of the transaction. They're making a cut of everything, but you do not have to work. It's an automatic business for you. So what I am trying to help you to understand is number one, there's a way to make this business completely automatic. But number two, now you need to look at working on your business as opposed to in your business. Now, when you're thinking about working in your business, what do you think about those 2 a.m. phone calls? <laughs> you know, everybody has, we know, all know it's 2 a.m. The biggest question is, hey, what happens when you have a 2 a.m. phone call when the toilet is leaking? Well, those 2 a.m. phone calls, you don't screen those. You have property managers that, that do those. Or if the house needs to be painted because the tenant just moved out, well, you don't have to do that painting. You actually pay 
a contractor or a painter to actually do that? What about plumbing issues? What about a roofing issue? What about tenant evictions? What about all these certain things that come up? Well, you don't have to do those. The more time you spent working in your business doing these things is less time that you have working on building your business even better by working on your business, finding more properties, finding other investors to work with, finding wholesalers, finding more money from banks or relatives, finding ways to grow your business. Now, as we're looking at growing our business, these questions may come to mind. And here, here are some questions that I usually get when I, as I'm helping people to invest and build their business to where they don't actually have to work. Should I hire someone to do the work for me? Well, that's a, a great question. Now, if it's just answering phones like, hey, you have a realtor calling you up, well, maybe that might not be somebody that, that would need to answer a phone. It could be somebody like a property manager. Well, a property manager does a lot of work. That could be, and I would suggest, this is my personal opinion, I love my property managers because they make me money. In fact, I just got a text yesterday that one of my tenants paid, they were in arrears or they, they hadn't paid their, their rent. They were going through an eviction process and they wanted to make a deal to stay in there. They made the agreement that they would pay $2,100 on Monday and the following Friday, they'll make up the rest of like the $600. Well, praise the Lord, my property manager worked with them and they literally got $2,100 in from the tenant that's gonna go into my pocket. They did all the work. I didn't even have to think about it. They did all the eviction. They did everything, every single step of the way, negotiated with the tenant, all that sort of stuff. And I just went over to my wife and said, hey babe, praise the Lord, we just got $2,100 but we would never have gotten because our property manager did the work for us. It was Amazing. I absolutely love it. Now, this question, should I hire someone else to do the work for me, is one that every business owner must ask themselves. And you don't want to be the bottleneck. The bottleneck meaning if you have a bottle, as you pour it out, well, the bottle gets smaller as it gets to the top. The reason why is so it doesn't all come out at once. If you have a cup, just pour it out. It comes out really, really fast. If you have a bottle, it shuts it down so it comes out very slow. Now, you can potentially become your own bottleneck in your business growth. Now, in asking that question, should I have someone else do the work for me? The answer depends on if you want to be working on your business or do you want to be working in your business. Working on is making it bigger. Working in is doing all the work, changing a toilet out, painting the walls, things like that. Now, depending on what type of business you're starting, it may be wise to hire certain aspects out. You know, for rental properties, it depends on how close you are. You know, you could be like literally four, da four doors down from your property and you could potentially fix the things yourselves. Or you may be managing properties that are very, very far away and you can't manage them, so you pay for somebody else. So, to look at what is or what would be the best route for you. You know, if you did manage the properties yourself, you would make more money on each property per month. I grant, granted, I understand that because usually we pay 10% to a property manager. Well, if it's $1,000 for rent, that's $100 getting paid to a property manager. I completely understand that that's a lot of money. To me, it's a lot of money. Shoot, I just try to save $5 here and there because that's I have the perspective that I have my money because I don't spend my money willy-nilly. Now, if you did spend that extra $100 on a property manager, 
then what could you do with your time instead of managing properties? The biggest bottleneck that I find with a lot of the people that have multiple properties that come to me, so let's say somebody has eight properties and they come to me and say, man, how do I scale this up? How do I get it bigger? How do I, how do I get more properties to where I can be like you and quit my job? And I look at their business, more often than not, they are managing the properties themselves. Or one more, or another thought is, People that hate managing properties or hate being landlords, the reason why they hate it is because they're the ones managing the properties. I get it. I would hate it too if I was managing the properties. There are great people out there that are managers that would manage the property for you so you don't have to do it yourself. Now, the key to passive income is to not actually do the work yourself, but pay someone else to do the work for you. Now, at Master Passive Income, you know when we talk about real estate rental properties, I suggest the way is to build the business in a way that automates and runs for you. Remember, go to my my uh, episode number eight, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 008. Talks all, uh, I talk all about automating your business. Now with passive income, even though you're not working, your business still is. Now you gotta understand, I'm a doer. Like I said, I'm a doer. I would actually go to the house, fix the toilet and come back. I, in the middle of the night, I would do that. Now it's in my nature to always be busy and get things done. And in my personal life, I do all the repairs and maintenance on my own home. It's just something that I'm good at and I enjoy doing. And I'm fully capable of doing all that stuff. But that's instead, I pay others to do it rather than myself doing it. Because if I do it, that takes up time. That's time spent with my kids or my, with my amazing wife or building the business. So I personally don't mind paying other people to do things that I could do, quote unquote, could do, but I don't want to do because it saves my time. Now, what about the things that I can't do or I hate doing? I hate doing my taxes. Well, that is why I pay my accountant. Am I paying good money? He does all my taxes, but I literally hate, hate doing it. And it's obviously, it's easy to pay somebody something you hate to do. What if you love to do your taxes? Well, if you love to do it, then do it. But if you think about how much time that takes, you know, it cost me, I think it was like $400 um, just to have my my accountant do my taxes at the end of the year. That's not that much. I paid as much as $750. Actually, I think I spent like $1,100 one year. I had lots of stuff going on. But all that money is so well spent because all my time was saved where I could spend it with my family. Now, the business pays for it. Now, mind you, I have to make sure that the business pays for it. I just want to spend money, but the business pays for it. Your responsibility as a business owner is to work on the business and not in the business. People get burnt out when they work in the business. You want to work on the business. The difference between those two words is dramatic, in and on in effect and on on your life. It's just totally dramatic. The reason why I got into the investing in real estate was not to have a job, but to be personally independent. I also got tired and fed up of doing tasks that needed to be done to make the organization run. I wanted to be the one running everything and I wanted to literally not work and still get paid. And that's why I work on my business as opposed to in. Now, if I work an hour, I got paid for that hour. I get paid an hourly wage. I traded that hour for that dollar or however much I was making. I think I was making like $35, $40 uh, an hour at the time. So instead, I want to get paid for the value that I bring, not the hours that I put in. Investing in real estate allowed me to do all of that, get paid for my value, not trade hours for dollars, and literally not work. So now let's quickly look at the differences between working in your business and on your business. So many of us have many jobs, you know, in our lives, we have so many different jobs. So some have even created jobs for themselves being a sole proprietor, you know, being an employee and a sole proprietor, they're basically the same thing. If you're an employee, you have a job. If you're a sole proprietor, like a solopreneur or somebody that's going it alone, you own a job. 
Well, you don't want a job. Job is just over broke. J-O-B, just over broke. So you don't want to be paid hourly. You don't want to be paid a salary. You don't want to be paid commission based on a job. Now, if you got a carpet cleaning business, well, that carpet cleaning business, if you don't work, if you don't clean those carpets, then you don't get paid. So you don't want to be where you're trading hours for dollars at a job or owning a job. Passive income is all about getting paid for the value that you bring, not the hours that you work. And when you invest in real estate, you have the opportunity to make truly unlimited passive income. It literally just keeps growing. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So recently, I bought three single-family homes and a duplex. Well, it only took me about three to four hours of my time from beginning to end getting those properties in my name. Then I turn on my business. I let the business run itself, the property managers, the contractors, all that sort of stuff. And I make money every single month until I sell the property. So it's unlimited. It just keeps going because I work three hours. Well, the first month I made $1,500 from those three hours. Well, that's that's a lot of money. What is that? That's, um, that is $500 an hour for those three hours, three, maybe four hours, but let's say, say three hours. I made $1,500 in one month from those properties that I bought. That's $500 an hour. Now, the next month, I made another $1,500. That is $1,000 an hour. Now, the next month after that, I made another $1,500. What is that? That's $1,500 an hour that I made. So every single month, and this was like, I don't know, three or four months ago, five months ago. And so I've made so much money hand over fist from those properties because I don't work I work three, you know, three hours one time and I get paid over and over again. Remember passive, I get a lot of people say, well, passive income, you know, real estate, you have to actually buy the property and then, you know, that's work. So how is that passive income? Well, no, passive income is just not sitting on your butt and making money. No, it's doing work one time and then getting paid over and over and over again. Now, if you continually work in your business and put your time and effort into the business, then you are actively working against the amount of money that you've been making. So the less I work, the more money I make. Hopefully that makes sense. So with a business investing in real estate, you're now an employer. Gone are the days when you used to clock in and clock out, get your mandatory 15-minute breaks and your 30-minute lunch and clock out and go home. That's what employees do. You're not an employee. You don't own a job. You are the business owner. Now, I want to give you a quote. J.D. Rockefeller once said, I'd rather earn 1% off of 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own. I wholeheartedly agree with that. That is an amazing statement that you know that you want to use other people's work and make money rather than you working all the time, 100% of your time, and make money. How much better is it to be playing with your kids or going on a date or traveling the world and still make money? It's amazing. Now, what's even more crazy is the properties that I purchase, I literally don't even look at them in person. Now, I see pictures, realtors, property manager will tell me about the property, all that good stuff. Like I see and I understand about the, the property, but I, I don't, I literally do not walk the property. I spent $150,000 on a property in Houston that I literally did not see. I even fixed it up without seeing it you know, in person. So I don't actually do anything in the business other than buying the property. Then I put in place other people's that, that, that do the entire work. So I invest in locations that are thousands of miles away from me. And it's really impractical for me to physically view each one. That's why I trust my team, the people that I built around my business to get the job done right. And they are the ones that do the work in my business to make me wealthy. 
Now let's look at what it takes to be working on your real estate business. Now, depending on what your personal responsibilities are in the business, you may need to work yourself out of those jobs. Now, if you haven't even started your business, you're in a good spot because you can already put people in place that would take the job just fine and they'd love to do it. Now, if you're setting up your business right, you will do all your work up front when you buy the property and then little to no work after you buy the property. The majority of my work is done when I set up the company. Now, setting up the company would be finding people that are going to be on my team that I am working with. They are the ones that are going to be doing all the work, but I make sure I pick the right people. I've picked wrong property managers before, and it's not fun getting rid of a property manager, especially ones that are stealing from you. So here are some key areas that I work on my real estate business. Number one, finding a location. Now, a lot of people might you know, invest in their backyard. That would be great if you were able to invest in your backyard, or like literally like three houses down. But not a lot of people have the ability to do that. Maybe they're living in a high income area that they can't do that. Maybe they need to find a new area of town or a new area of the state or a new area of the country. So finding a location, that's something that I personally like to do. I really enjoy scouring through Zillow and, and maps.com or you know Google Maps or whatever it might be. I personally love going through and finding new areas of the country to invest. It excites me and finding out new properties, kind of like going fishing and finding a new fishing hole. Like I really enjoy going through that process or going hunting and finding a new place to hunt. I really enjoy that process. So I personally really enjoy investing out of my area. The reason why is because I find a greater return for my money invested outside of like California or even Arizona per se. Midwest is usually a decent area where the prices are still low, rents are fairly fairly high or relatively high where you're making a passive income every single month. Now, for example, I bought and rehabbed a property for $23,000 and currently get $500 per month from it in rent. And I've, I've done that many, many times. So that's a good, decent, or pretty decent return on your money as opposed to buying a $200,000 house and you're renting it for $1,000 and you're not making any money. Like your passive income is a negative because your expenses, your mortgage is much, much higher. Now, another way So the first way is finding a location. The second way is personally visiting the area, taking my time to fly out to the area. That's what I did when I went to Ohio and started investing in my very first property. I flew out there. Now, since then, since I know what I'm doing, I don't fly out to new areas. Like in Houston, when I started my new market or in um, um, Arizona, I just, I literally don't fly out there because I check with property managers and realtors. But as you're starting your own business, I would strongly recommend visiting the area so you can get on the ground and meet people. Um, After a while, you'll be able to get the feel of it. You won't need to do that. But since I invest all over the country, I have flown to certain areas to make sure that the area is a place I want to invest by actually talking with people, you know, that live there, seeing what the, you know, the, hold cultures like, seeing what prices are like for, you know, the grocery stores, seeing what homes are like, what's a good area, what's a bad area. Now I could get all that stuff online. I very well easily could or talk to people, but sometimes it's good to visit personally visit areas. So if you want to do that, absolutely. It's a good idea to do so. It gives you a great peace of mind knowing that the area that you're investing in, you've personally been there and you say, this is a good area that I want to invest, not taking somebody else's word for it. Another great way is assembling my team. So number three would be assembling a team of people that are going to be doing the work for me. So after I get back from the area, and hopefully I've already met with property managers, realtors, contractors, those are the main ones I want to meet with, especially property managers. Realtors, I mean, honestly, 
they're a dime a dozen. There are so many realtors out there. And plus, you don't even need a realtor. Um, not saying that they're not crucial or they're not vital. I, I love working with realtors, but I also love working with wholesalers. I love working with other investors. I love doing the, you know, the searching myself. So they're not necessary, but they are good to have. Now, I always keep a list of team members that I've interviewed and did not select. So if as I'm going through a certain new area, even a new city that's maybe, you know, 10 miles away from another city, it's a whole nother business I'm setting up. And so I have a spreadsheet of different types of people that I'm working with. Let's say one is in Houston, one's in Akron, Ohio, one's in Phoenix, Arizona, one's in Fresno, California. Like each area, I have a list of all the different types of people that I talk to from contractors, realtors, property managers. Again, if you need to know who you're going to have on, need to have on your team, go to my show notes page in my podcast, number eight, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero zero eight. And that'll teach you all the different types of team members that you need to have in working on your business. Now, next, after assembling my team, and that's what I would do, I'd be calling them up, interviewing them, talking to them, writing them down, and after I've selected them, then I would have them run the business. Next would be acquiring a property. Now that I have a business set up, I basically have my team set up around me in a certain area, I find the property and I acquire it, I buy the property. So the first property you buy in an area is always the most time consuming because you're still developing your business you know, you don't have all the pieces in place yet. You need to get the contractors, property managers, realtors, inspectors all in place so that they can do their, your part or their part as soon as you buy a property. The longer you have it sit, the longer you have a property sit without it being rented or worked on, you're just wasting money and throwing money out the, out the window. You don't want to do that. You want to get the ground, hit the ground running with a team as soon as you buy a new property. Now, those are the main ways that you can work on your business as opposed to working in your business. And working on your business is to do all the things that make your business grow, finding new properties, finding ways to get more money to buy those properties. You know, fixing a plumbing leak on one of your rental properties is not working on your business. It's actually working in your business when somebody else can do it. You can pay somebody else to do that. You can't pay somebody else to do what you can only do, which is grow the business, finding property, finding properties, finding money, finding ways to get more properties, finding seller financing. You can, can't can duplicate yourself in that regard. So I would suggest spending your sole focus on all your time on building the business. Now, if you're going to pay somebody an hourly wage to do something else, totally fine. You want to offload all that stuff that you know you can do, but you should pay somebody else because it saves you money. Let me give you an example. So if you pay a handyman $75 to fix a plumbing leak that you can do yourself, well, you saved yourself 2.5 hours or two and a half hours to do anything else you want, you know, playing with your kids, going on a date, watching a movie, whatever it might be. You have $75 that you paid and that's 2.5 hours that would actually, hopefully, you know, if you have a handyman, now a plumber is a totally different story. They'll charge you by the hour, but if you have a handyman, but if you have a handyman that's actually doing the work, paying him 75 bucks to fix a leak, that's going to be great. Now it's your responsibility as a business owner to use your time in a way that makes your business grow. You could spend your time finding another property that will make you even more money than that $75 you paid to a pond. Let me give you an example. If it takes me two and a half hours to fix a plumbing leak, I would save approximately $75 for my time, right? Now, right now, it may seem like saving $75 for two and a half hours of work would be good, but only good if I was making $15 an hour. Now, your hourly rate would actually be $30 an hour if you add it all up. And $30 an hour since you are making $75 by spending two and a half hours of your life like you would at a normal job. $75 divided by 2.5 equals $30 an hour. Now that's $30 an hour, of course. 
anybody, you know, thinking, hey, $30 now, that's a lot of money, which I completely agree. But what about the opportunity cost of your time? Opportunity cost is what you can be doing instead of what you're currently doing with your time that would eventually make you money or not make you money. So it's opportunity. What opportunities are you missing out by doing this one little job? Now, the cost of an alternative that must be foregone in order to pursue a certain course of action that you're currently doing is basically what opportunity cost means. So if you spent two and a half hours buying a rental property that makes you $3,600 in one year, in terms of opportunity cost, that $75 that you saved doing your own plumbing could cost you $3,600 because you missed out on a property. Because you got to think bigger. You got to think broader. That $75, that took time. Now, you could pay somebody else while you make more money because you took your personal time to make $3,600. Wouldn't that just be absolutely fantastic to be able to do that? Now, working on your business is instead spending the two and a half hours buying one rental property that will bring you the most money at almost unlimited hourly rate because until you sell it, you're going to keep making money. Now, if you think about it, you buy a property that takes you about four to five hours of purchase. Now, at most, usually for me, it's about three hours at most. That's even with signing documents and everything. So if you got to pay a specific dollar amount for the work you put in, that would be an hourly wage. But what is fantastic about investing in real estate and having your passive income coming from real estate is that you continually get paid for the same five hours that you work buying that one property over and over again until you sell the property. It's absolutely amazing knowing that the work you put in once, you get paid over and over and over again. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, how do you buy a house in three to five hours? Let's just quickly go through it. You know, locate and identify the potential property. Well, I have wholesalers come to me, email me and say, hey, I have this property under contract. This is how much I'm going to sell it for. This is how much you're going to be able to, to rent it out for. And I literally don't have to do any searching or I have realtors finding properties for me. So I don't locate the property. So that's no hours out of my time evaluate the property. That could be one to two hours. That could be, you know, looking up online. If I wanted to walk through it, I very well could, but I don't because it's just a waste of time. Um, Running the numbers, analyzing the numbers, about another hour, you know, fully going through all the numbers. In fact, I would have to say I've done it so much that it literally takes me, I don't know, 10 minutes to run the numbers to make sure if it's a good property or not. Now there's also negotiating. There's also signing the contract. That's another, you know, 10 minutes of your time because you have the realtor do the negotiating for you. So they just call you up and say, Hey, Dustin, there, you have this one property. You put an offer for a hundred thousand dollars. They're asking one thirty. They countered down to one fifteen. What would you say? And so I'm on the phone and I'd say, okay, we'll counter at one ten, and then click. So it takes me 10 seconds. So it's really, really fast. Now opening escrow. I don't have to do that because I have an escrow company do that and I pay them to do that. Property inspections, it doesn't take me any time because my inspectors do it. Closing escrow, that might take a little time because I need to sign the documents. I may need to go to the escrow office or have a notary come to me. That's 30 minutes. Um, rehabbing the property, you know, fixing it up to get it rented, zero hours from my time because I'm paying a property manager and contractors to take care of that. Finding the tenant and signing the lease, zero time out of my, my time because I don't do that. Property manager does it. So when you're looking at it in total, it's like three and a half hours of my time spent buying a property and getting it rented out. Isn't that just amazing? So the amount of time it would take to purchase a rental property about three and a half hours. 
that's only one more hour than that one plumbing project would take in 30 hours. So we need to stop thinking, you know, save a buck. We need to think make a buck. Instead of saving money, saving money, saving money, which is good. I strongly suggest that. But start thinking, how can I make money? How can I use my time to make money as opposed to saving money? Now, if this one property makes me $300 a month for 12 months, that's $3,600 or $3,600 in the first year for my 3.5 or three and a half hours of work. That is $1,029 an hour. Imagine getting paid $1,000 an hour. That'd be amazing, right? We absolutely can. But now imagine you own the property for 10 years. Just from the cash flow alone, a part of the other five ways you make money in real estate rental properties, which I go over in my podcast, you can go back and listen to the previous shows where I talk about the six different ways you make money from rental properties. So just from the cash flow alone, you would earn $36,000 over 10 years. Now that is out of 3.5 hours of work is $10,285 per hour. Can you believe that? Making $10,000 an hour. Now what if it was 10 more years on top of that? or a hundred years. However, if you pass it down to your kids, that three and a half hours of work is done and you'll never have to do it again because you have that property working for you. So I hope you can see how allowing others to work in your business will allow you to work on your business and make it even better to where you're growing your business, you're finding deals, you're finding money, and you're working your way so that other people will do the work and you don't have to. This is the reason why I'm able to do all the traveling. This is why I'm able to go to Europe for six weeks or go to Japan for six weeks. Or soon I'm just going to go back to my hometown and to have Christmas with the family um, for three weeks. I'm literally just going to pick up and leave for three weeks and I don't have to worry about working. Wouldn't that be amazing if your life was able to change that you had all the time, you had all the control because you're financially independent, but then you had all the money you needed. You didn't have to worry about your bills because you had money coming in. And that's the beauty of real estate rental properties and working on your business. If I was not working on my business, I would still be at two or three properties because I'd be running ragged, running all the properties, managing all the properties. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to make money and have other people work. I pay them while I make money. So going back to the question, should you hire someone to do the work for me? Well, the question depends on how you want to spend your time and your life. Do you want to spend your time with your family or fixing a leaky faucet? You know, you want to design your life around what your desires are instead of designing your life around your job or your work or anything like that. So work your way out of the business. It's I have a friend who owns a business. He says it's hard work to not work. And I completely agree. But once you, and the reason why is because you work your way out of a job. Other people are doing the job for you, so you don't have to work. But at the same time, it takes work for you to get there, but then you are out of the business so you don't have to be there to work. Now, if you want to start investing in real estate and you haven't taken advantage of my free course, go and get my free course. It's a downloadable PDF that you'll be able to get and start implementing into your life. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get that free course. It's going to change your life because you're going to see the benefits of investing in real estate rental properties. All right, guys, this has been a great podcast. Hopefully you are seeing the writing on the wall that you need to work your way out of the job. You need to work your way out of your business. So and basically get out of your own way so other people can work for you and you make money from their work. Remember the quote from J.D. Rockefeller. I would rather earn 1% off of 100 people's efforts than 100% off of my own efforts. 
You need to make that a part of you to where you're working yourself out of a job, you're working yourself out of the business, getting out of the way so it can run while you grow the business and enjoy life. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. Get out there, start investing, make offers on deals, and change your life with real estate rental properties. All right, guys, see you next week. Take care. Talk to you soon. Peace out.